Welcome back to the one and only Minorities Report Film Podcast, the review edition. It's a deep dive into the double feature episode for one of the rare franchises where the sequel was better than the original. And of course, I am talking. What? The sequel's better than the original. And of course, I'm talking about the tech noir classics, <laughs> the Terminators, T1 and T2 Judgment Day for our James Cameron retrospective through a colorful perspective. Before your monitors are back, we are here. We are reporting for duty. My name is Raul. And here with me, I already heard her, is Drizzy Dre. What's up? I don't know if I agree. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're not ready. Oh, shit. <laughs> She's on one. She's coming in hot. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not ready. For, Keep the argument. Not, listen. Oh, goodness. This is the intro, guys. This is... Uh, I can't get angry on the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I can. Of course. We got Kobe Mac. Yo, Kobe with me if you want to live. <laughs> no, I don't want to. And also... I, I want to die. <laughs> I want to die. Ah, choose death. Uh, also, Mr. Mo Shama is here. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> is that was not that like a creepiest? gremlin? Yo, that's that's like the creepiest. That was like the, <laughs> that was like that was like a Pennywise trying to do that. <laughs> no, right. Wow. Hasta la vista, <sighs> baby. Hey, you that sound just like him. Sound just like him. Uh yo, for those that haven't seen so <laughs> as a reminder on the way this retrospective works is every month we will drop an episode on a James Cameron feature leading up to the release of Avatar 2, The Way of Water. So, this month, we're tackling the Terminators, T1 and T2. We actually didn't do T1 a couple months ago. Held it off. We're doing it together with T2. September will be Avatar, because Avatar is going to be re-released in theaters. So we will release our episode for that. Then, October will be True Lies, and November will be Titanic. And of course, in December, we will drop Avatar to the Way of Water. Our thoughts on that. And if you haven't already, if it make comes sure out, it will. Yeah, make what sure else you go do listen you to need our to prove it? Like the poster is out, the trailer is out. Ooh, you want poster. to buy tickets? Hasn't there been a poster for like five years? No, that was no. like an no. A only. But now we have pictures and oh. and you have a trailer. It was an A only. Now we got and, a V. And and you have like a run time now. So actually not yet. Like a run time <laughs> will we'll be have... out soon. But the V. Shut up. Oh my gosh. Listen, if you haven't already, make sure to check out our episodes for Aliens and the Abyss. We're gonna get into it now. The Terminators, but before we do. Make sure you give the show a follow at mreportpod on Twitter, on Instagram. Also, check out the site, mreportpod.com, for written reviews, goodies on there. Also, I usually put this in at the end, but yo, I'm going to put it in here. You got 10 seconds, leave us a review. Apple Podcasts on Spotify. We would appreciate it. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a review. Helps us out a lot. First up and only on the report today is our Full spoiler review, and apparently it's going to be a spicy one because Drake got opinions. I yeah, I well, you don't know what they are. I haven't said anything yet. Our full spoiler reviews 
for the Terminators. In the Terminator, a human soldier is sent from 2029 to 1984 to stop an almost indestructible cyborg killing machine sent from the same year which has been programmed to execute a young woman whose unborn son is the key to humanity's future salvation. Written by James Cameron and Anne Gale Hurd, with additional dialogue from William Whisker, a very rare credit. It's directed by James Cameron, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Michael Bean, and Linda Hamilton. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. A cyborg, identical to the one who failed to kill Sarah Connor, must now protect her 10-year-old son, John, from a more advanced and powerful cyborg. Well, that's saying it lightly. This is written by James Cameron and William Wisher. Directed by James Cameron. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Linda Hamilton, Robert Patrick, Earl Bowen, Joe Morton, and introducing Edward Furlong, the rare introducing credit. So, you said that saying it lightly. So, we have to remember that the Terminator from the first one is a model T-800. Okay, I need clarification because I just watched both these back-to-back today, which is a really interesting experience. Uh Where in the movie is it ever called a T-800? Because I watched the director's cut. No, he says it. He says it. No, he says he's model 101. No, 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 no. Sorry. In the second one. In the first one, uh, Kyle Reeks or whatever, he says he's a T-800 sent to kill you. He says it. Somebody get me the minute marker because – I don't ever hear him yeah, called. I remember. A T-800. I remember. He does say it. He does say it. He does say it. Yeah. Hmm. So he's a T-800. And apparently two models later. I didn't get that. <laughs> Siri um, didn't get it. That's a lie. But this is the thing. He's a brand new. So this is my thing. He's a brand new type. How does he know what he is if he's never seen it before? Listen. No. I mean, he's there. He knows what no, the deal is. He's, he's not. Like, he's never seen it before. No, I, he says he's just like, oh, he's made of liquid. Mean, oh, hold on, what do you mean? Who, who didn't see, say it before? He's saying Arnold doesn't know. 800. No. No, he knows, like, because... Kyle Reese about, never saw was, a 800. Oh, no, yes, he did. No, he does. Yeah, yeah. It, it was one. But did they call it I, I don't know what movie you watched, but, yes, there's Hunter Killers, and then yeah. there's the Terminators. The Hunter Killers, they, they kind of suck. They're able to get around. The Terminators, the T-800s, are dangerous. And they're the ones wreaking havoc on people. They don't all look like Arnie. Only because remember that one that breaks into their compound and starts shooting people up is not Arnie. And like nobody so, can confidently shoot that thing back. Only only the ones that travel in time look like Arnie. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's a traveling that makes them look. Austrian. <laughs> like that. Got it. <laughs> Austrian. So anyway, so T-800. And then just two models later, I assume they, they skip hundreds, right? Maybe it's 200 models later, but in my mind, it's only two models later. The T-1000 is is a is a monster. It's liquid metal. It's so much better than the, T, than the T-800. So, oh, it's, a, it's, it's too big of an upgrade, if you ask me. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. It's like if the first iPhone 
was looked like a regular iPhone, and the second one was like a chip in our brain. It's like it's like that's the difference. Like it's but just, what's it's dumb? Sensitive. It's like what's iPhone dumb? six, iPhone seven, and iPhone ten. You know, like yeah, but, but, but the thing is. And they look completely different, like with Face ID. No, no, no. no. It's, like not just, Shema, Shema, it's, not, it's not just that they look different. It's that they are completely different creatures. They like, are. The, perform, also, the performance of the bio, like the engine. Here, we're not discussing like iPhones, but like. Oh, no, we like, are. This is really leap. important shit. Let's not the, lose the, this right There was here. a leap between like, uh, the, the, like the release of mm-hmm. iPhone 7 and the release of iPhone 10. Like Shema, the, like, the Shema, Shema. jump. Even the comparison between iPhone 1 and the iPhone 13 Pro Max, the, it's nowhere near the difference between the T800 and the T1000. It's, and you know what's even crazier? You know, what, you know what's even crazier? But, we still don't go past 2029. It's still 2029 in both movies. <laughs> so somehow it's been the same year and they've got Here's a T800 it. they released earlier in the year and the T1000 later in the year. We're getting into this really no, early, no, but we no. might as well. They didn't release earlier in the year because they said like they have been there for a while or for a time. They yeah, yeah, like that's before. true. Yeah, I think because when he was reciting the time, yeah, he said like the company, like whatever was happening in 1997 when it was announced, then they, they started like releasing their first uh, technology biochip in like 2003. Then they started like having the prototype for them in somewhere 2012 2013 like yeah. that time so i didn't so, realize we'd be off the rails this early with tech talk no no for listen it's it's wild um also it's like i have files on everything in my brain <laughs> <laughs> the, the synopsis for the first one says there's only five that movies that played he, in egypt when he was growing up okay <laughs> it's happened to be two of the five <laughs> Honestly, Listen, it, Terminator was happening on loop, in loop, like we have it on VHS. <laughs> I think it was a stolen copy from the from Blockbuster. Oh my like god! Rip off, rip off, Blockbuster. <laughs> so, it, the term, the synopsis for the Terminator, the first one, says that he's programmed to execute a young woman whose unborn son is the key to humanity's future salvation. There's no evidence to me that there is any future salvation. Like they look like it looks like he's trying to save the past from this not happening because they're screwed. Like, like there, there is no future in his future. He's oh, that's just a dismal trying. future. Listen, it is wild. We're like, seven years away from that, which is hilarious. <laughs> like, it's crazy to think Could what happen. can happen in seven years. Oh, 100%, man. <laughs> iPhone's going to release the Who the can iPhone imagine T1000. in 2019 when we were watching, like, Avengers and 2020, everything shut down and everything collapsed? It can happen. Well, you know? I, I mean, I guess, well, if you think about it, though, right? If the crux of what a lot of these movies in the 80s were talking about, right? When we were dealing with the Cold War. Yes, if you have all of the world's missiles fire on all the countries, then 2029 can happen within a blink of an eye. Yeah. Now, will it be ruled by, you know, um, alive, you know, uh, robots? Sentient robots? I don't, I don't know. No, not really. No, I don't. I don't think so. That but, may be 2049 in Blade Runner, you know? But that's when we get, we're going to visit oh uh, another franchise, you know? So there's just one fact. There's a lot of fun facts about these movies, of course. You know, all the training that the actors did and yada, yada, yada. Um, but there's one that stood out to me. And it's what I said earlier. Most people consider T2 to be superior to T1. And even the Academy agrees T2 is the only Terminator film to be nominated for or win any Academy Awards. And it won four out of six it was nominated for. It won Best Sound, Best Sound Effects, Best Visual Effects, and Best Makeup. 
Colby Mack. deserves it. You had not seen, yeah, Aliens. You had not seen The Abyss. Had you seen either Terminator 1 or Terminator 2? When I was a young Mac. When you were a young Mac. So Terminator 1 has been a really long time. I, I, very, I could not very remember what was happening in this movie. I was like, I know yeah. that there's a robot. Let's go. Yes. And then Dre corrected me. It's not a robot. It's a cyborg. It's a cyborg. Cybernetic organism. That's right. Um, we so- had this argument forever because he was like, <laughs> the robot in Treasure Planet. I'm like, it's not a robot. It's a cyborg. He literally says that at the but beginning is of the there, movie. No, no, no. Is there an actual robot? Yes, but that's planet. not who I was talking about. That's I literally who I said, was talking "No, about. you were not," because I, I said I wanted you to dress up as him. Why would I have you dress up? No, as that's that why I was confused. I was like, tiny I thought, copper robot. I, I thought the guy in Treasure Planet just had a, a, a metal eye. No, he, he had a, a whole sniper. arm that he turns into a gun. Did you even watch the movie? I did. Oh, that sounds good. Cool. I'll be honest. Did you, with you even watch the movie? I did. What's the difference between a cyborg and an android? A cyborg has. Bio blend or, between, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like bio sounds like flesh, blood, skin, so like yeah, yeah, it's part, it's and, part and human, and part and biological. Looks like a human. No, no, it's part biological organism. So, like the skin on the Terminators is real skin. That's why he can bleed. That's why it can heal itself. So it's it's organic material on top of meat. On top of sorry, it's a it's basically a robot in a flesh suit. That's it's a, a little bit more complicated than that because he can heal his quote unquote flesh suit. So yes. Are connected. Yeah, I said that. I said he can heal. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, but how do it. the visual effects hold up? Yes, I'm talking about both Terminators. Go back. So once again, trying to shift my perspective with my 2020 eyes, as if I'm watching this movie in 1984 and 1991. Um, yo, James Cameron, I think what I I could see why the Academy love for the technicals, right? In Judgment Day, because there's still a commitment to the practicality and like the VFX makeup and not relying too much on the CGI, but you can tell that James Cameron is so happy with the way that technology is advancing and catching up to where his brain desires to make his movies look like on screen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's really, really cool. Um, like, he's really, get, like, super-duper excited about it. And I can only imagine, if this movie comes out, what we're in store in The Way of Water, right? I think it holds up fine. I think at the time, it probably was groundbreaking. And watching it now, um, that it was fine. Like it was, it was, it was like nothing that was like, like super like, Oh my gosh, can't believe like, what are we talking about here? Like, no, I think it looked good. Um, like, yeah, it was definitely a little jarring sometimes, especially like, you know, uh, NT one where you're seeing Arnie in front of like the makeup mirror trying to like, you know, dig into his face and like, yo, this is so uncomfortable. And it's probably the thing that freaked me out the most when I was a kid. Cause I'm just like, I don't like that. I don't like this thing. That's not real like putting it like a knife into its eye. And then it's like this weird kind of puppet thing after that looks weird when they use the makeup to cover up his eyebrows and it makes him look more menacing. And I'm just like, you look like how you looked in total recall, which didn't even happen yet. And it's freaking me out. And I just don't like it. It looks weird. Like I, I remember and then also had to remember why I didn't like cops at a very early age. Right. Um, obviously like Rodney King and other stuff. But when I see like this, 
mean ass white cop just like chasing this kid down for no reason and you shoot him and he don't go down that's why i just didn't like cops from a really early age so, so um yeah yeah but no it was really good makes sense. like i was impressed it did that listen i was obviously not so impressed with t1's visual effects i don't think they hold up as well especially uh yeah what you were that talking bathroom about scene? that bathroom scene yeah what you were talking about with the eye that was like, insane uh, it looked but i can imagine in 84 though right like that's gotta look crazy in 84 people's eyes work differently so they were looking at him and be like yep that's him that's our, that's, that's that's arnold, arnold. clearly <laughs> wasn't arnold <laughs> i don't know what the hell that thing was uh drizzy mm-hmm. how the visual effects hold up for you and t1 versus t2 man we need to know what's going on there yeah so the only reason why i lean more towards t1 is because i just found it more interesting what yeah, I I felt like the stakes were higher, and I felt like there was more adrenaline when I was watching it. What? Yeah, in this in the second one, I thought, yeah, it definitely looked better, it sounded better. You're one of the minorities, like one of the one percent. <laughs> Listen, I just was more interested in this Sarah than I was in T two Sarah. What? Like, yes, T one Sarah. She felt like I don't know. She just felt more real whereas t2 sarah she just i felt like they pushed her over the deep end too hard and i also don't believe her connection with her son like there's like some distance there so she she has like they worked really hard to give him a relationship with the terminator which i bought and which i was like honestly i'm like why don't you leave sarah because clearly (laughs) You don't want to be a mom, so well, was- she's she. We're gonna. She's not raising a son. She's raising like the savior of the world, right? Like, so in her mind, yeah. she's like, I, she's like, I can I have to, I have to raise a general, like an army general, is what I'm raising. Mm-hmm. She's not raising a boy, but she's raising has, a man. I get it, but there still should have been some sort of connection. There was a lot of connection on his part. I mean, clearly he loved his mom, and he made that very clear. But like. I did not get her humanity at all in this That's film. Interesting. Where she felt more like human in the first one. And I also loved like the subtleties of the first one. Like uh he was able to direct a trope and not make it a trope, which I thought was fascinating. You know, the whole oh, I'm injured, you wrap my arm, like, thing. And it didn't feel, it felt so natural in the first one. And it felt, it was great. I was, like, so impressed. There was no unnecessary sexual tension that, like, usually they put in a scene like that when she's dressing him. I understand yeah. there's sexual tension later, Kayla. Later, yeah. Oh, gosh, um, okay. But when she's dressing the wound, there isn't any. It's just kind of, like, care and connection which i really enjoyed yes the graphics are worse but i just enjoyed watching the first one more than i enjoyed watching the second one honestly i was mostly playing a game on my phone because i was so bored my very first note (laughs) that's so funny my very first note while watching t1 was just one word and the word is boring like i was so bored during t1 um like the murders were more brutal in the first one. Oh, absolutely! The, the, the first one's a horror movie. Yes. The second one's an action movie. The yes. second one's more brutal. I, I like, what? I, feel, I, I felt more Bro, pain. Arnold shows up second. and just starts spraying people. 
all movie long in T1. Mm-hmm. Sure, 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 sure. But Arnold this one kills is like nobody. Sure, sure, but like it's it's a different thing seeing someone get shot versus seeing somebody get like the way that T one thousand kills people with no, his body. Because like it, it's just a different thing. They like th- it was more human. So the people that were even side characters that were killed in the first one, he took the time to give them a personality and kind of have them show up. And so when they died, you felt it. Like they showed her best friend on the ground and like showed her eyes. Yeah, when or, Matt got like, killed, bro, you, like, felt that it. That was a more. tough scene. You know, creepy, bo- creepy uh, roommate boyfriend Matt. When he gets yeah. on the phone, he's like, yeah, "Oh, he, so what yo, you yeah. kind of connected to this character a little bit, right? He's a bit sure. of a creep. Like even when she leaves out because like her date kind of like ditches or whatever, he like kisses up on her and stuff like that before he goes inside the apartment." Uh, obviously, like him and like you know, homegirls over here getting it in, and like here comes Arnold. That's why he's like coming up, the creep. coming through the window. It's just like the phone, I'm gonna just bash this dude around the whole room. Like he straight up Darth Vader's my guy. Yeah, and he <laughs> tried. Me. He was he. It was, was a good tussle. I was really proud he of him. He was trying. Like yeah. I just felt like the humanness was more there, and and then in this new one. The, or T two, it's just a bigger film, and he yeah. did a great job with the action and stuff, and he did a pretty good job with the humanity part. But I just feel like he really focused on these characters in T one, and I felt it more. Man, I, 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 I disagree so strongly. Do you really think Shut that she up. has a connection with her son? Like, do you feel that at but all? But here's the problem: is my background and my connection with my own parent feels more like what that connection is. So I understand that connection when there is just something, guilt, like history, like the future, like whatever it may be, there is just something that has one person on a complete blockade. But why that, not Why not have a healing moment then if you're trying to bring mother and son back together back together throughout this whole film. I think like, I think why not have a moment like he, like he had with the terminator when they're putting the guns together and all he says is like yeah I grew up this way and this is like he didn't even like there wasn't even like a dialogue between them it was just him monologuing and it made the connection between terminator and him more just because the terminator was listening. Sure I, th- I think the moment for me is when she doesn't kill the the scientist and she looks at him and he's just like, it's okay. And she's like, I love you so much. And yes, she goes, I, I it know. Was, it was the first time where I was like, okay, there it is a little bit. But it just it just didn't captivate me. Like the relationship between her and what's his face, Kyle, which should never be a hero's name. It just was weird. <laughs> um, I just don't. Oh my like, God. It's just like. <laughs> Get up, soldier. That's an it's order. like Bob. Like you're naming the hero Bob. Like it just doesn't make wow. sense. Um, and I just loved their connection more than I loved her connection with her son. I mean, and the connection that he had with the Terminator didn't just, it just didn't entice me as much as, Interesting. yeah. Shama, we haven't heard from you much. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, I was waiting to listen to everybody's thoughts first. So first of all, there is a leap between the Terminator and T2 Judgment Day. Uh, in technology, in filmmaking, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. in the screenplay, in the editing, everything. The movie deserves like the four Oscars that it won. Uh, you can see how James Cameron became more a uh, strong filmmaker in the difference between these two movies. The first Terminator, in like the idea came to him when he was fired after uh, directing uh, The Piranha 2, 
He had fever. One of the reasons, one of the, one of the reasons we didn't cover that movie. Yeah, he was fired in the movie, like having like three three stars everywhere out of ten, like it's horrendous. And uh, while the film was premiering in Italy, he had fever, and in his fever, he saw like uh, a cyborg from the future fighting somebody in our time. So the idea popped in his mind. So at that time, he was uh, uh, dating and girl heard, and like she had her her uh, production company that she's starting, and the movie first started as a as a as an independent film, an idea. And uh, young James Cameron in, when, in 1977, when he was like 23 years old and he was in uh, uh, engineering school, he saw Star Wars and he said, I want to be a filmmaker. He wanted to quit school and just like th- create something that the eyes have never seen before. That's how he worded it. And then he started like, while he's in school, working like as a truck driver and like making money, and then he was hired to make Piranha, and like there, then he was fired. Then his relationship with Anne Heard like started like to grow, and they were writing and creating the Terminator. He wanted to use uh, Lucasfilm and uh, George Lucas to an industrial light and magic to make the visual effects, but they did not have the budget yet. While he did not seek ILM yet, or seek like uh, because he can offer like what he can do. And George Lucas could have helped with this, like as he was helping all the other young filmmakers at that time. So we can see the visual effects in that film and see the visual effects like in, in E.T., which was like two years before uh, before Terminator. And we can see like completely different visual effects. And, and not only in that, like we see tons of visual effects in Empire Strikes Back that was released uh, three years before Terminator, like you don't see like the double skin, like how the, the, skin, the face is fake in front of that mirror scene in the bathroom because there was no budget for that. So talking about like the first movie and the second movie, the Terminator is a, is a pop culture and like it was different at that time because it was like film full of action, full of uh, lots of killing, like brutal from the beginning. It was horror a little bit. So it created that environment that people needed to watch at that time. And and people were asking every day for, for Terminator 2. The story was very solid for in that movie, but the execution in, 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 in getting like a final quality quality product to be compared to what we have now or to what to, to what happened in T2, no, definitely. The Terminator is, is, is a little bit boring. Um it's a, it just it has lots of things that rewatching this movie now, oh, definitely, you know, it's not of the same caliber that I had in my head my entire childhood. I didn't see the, the first Terminator in a very long time, maybe 20 years. But Judgment Day, I revisit it every now and then, and it still holds up. Uh, T2, no, definitely. The, the, the visual effects that happened and the collaboration between James Cameron and the ILM from uh, from the abyss, uh, the abyss, and then like in all the movies afterwards, you can see like the technology they had created for that movie, and that's why they they won the Oscars for this. That the the way to have like this liquid metal transforming and changing with like the uh, George Lucas had to create the computer development department, especially for the abyss at that time for the water and for 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 T two Judgment Day to go through this visual effects in that strength. And that was the same time when they created their Pixar computer and then they sold the Pixar computer idea to start to Steve Jobs 
before they sold the Pixar company. So that was used in that film as well. Like that that huge uh, uh, $750,000 computer that they created at that time to be used in that film. They created like motion capture for the first time ever. It was created for that film, like in that way it was done. So um, I love the growth of uh, Linda Hamilton, the character uh, Sarah Connor in the second one. She's badass, like she got the the heavy weight of the mother that, that that's creating the savior of humanity. Like uh, she has to, to create him in that way, but the environment and the community did not accept her in that manner and thought she's crazy, despite like she had plenty of proof and they have cameras and things, but we were not visiting that point. Yes, her character and um, how it's so realistic in the first one makes more sense that like she, everything is real but what happened to her is not real it doesn't happen to our everyday life so the change in her personality and her mind state of mind is not in the proper place while she knows what is happening in t2 it's still she's still traumatized and we can see that kind of trauma when when the first time she saw uh, arnold's character at the hospital and how she was freaking out her relationship Mm -hmm. with her son i feel it's natural uh, because lots of kids, when they see their parents or one of their parents going to 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 jail or to to uh, to mental asylum or something like this, everything that they were trying to to put in their minds was lost. And as he said it, like it was a lie for him. From her perspective, she's not spoiling a child because she's not raising a child. She just wants him to to step. And and as we see through the progress in the movie itself, he becomes her caregiver like her savior like he always say press on this mom take care of this mom wake up like you know like he's taking care of her because that's how she Mm -hmm. thinks of him all the time so but yeah for me like general thoughts about both movies like uh yeah definitely definitely t2 is way uh, superior uh but the whole experience for both movies together is is exceptional i i don't think it's as you said earlier in the episode here it's one of the very few that, like, the sequel is very stronger. It is very strong, and uh, or I mean, stronger than the than the original. Oh. I think I'm kind of on the side of Dre a little bit. Oh my god! Like, I think I, <laughs> no, no, no. You gotta change I, your mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, so this is the thing, right? Aesthetically, obviously, T two Judgment Day looks better, right? But I enjoyed the story more of T1. I think it was a very simple and straightforward narrative. And I think the length lent to the story that it was trying to tell. Where I think oh, T2 I hate was a that little I agree. Also, the pacing. I also yeah. liked the pacing in the first one better. The set, the like, there's this lull in the second act of, T, of T2. No way, guys. Like, like- Yo, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> I, 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 like, I had to stop him. Like, can we get to like Cyberdyne yet? Like we going to get there or what? What's this thing? Like that whole scene in the desert and stuff like that. I didn't need take that out, bro. I don't know. That's that. very little, important. I mean, no, that it's scene a, like, is quintessential for his relationship with the Terminator, which is what we need that for. The I editing. got that. You know, like, I mean, ultimately I think, I, I think the, the, the strongest thing thematically that you take away from both films. And it was really good to be able to kind of watch it like this is at the end of Terminator two. Because she's like narrating this entire thing. She says, if a machine, a Terminator can learn the value of human life, 
maybe we can too. So the entirety of the film, this overarching narrative that James Cameron is trying to be able to preach is that, you know, let's stop the violence, right? And it's crazy mm. because you think of the killing machine that the T-800 was in the first film. He is not in the second film. Right. And we have the savior of humanity telling us going out of the way to value life. Still get the job done, still protect us, but do not kill. And in the entirety of that film, he does not kill. He maims, right? These folks are probably not going to be able to walk again or breathe right, but he does not <laughs> kill them. <laughs> you know? And it, 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 it is really, it's know, really some interesting. Those, some of those points where he slams somebody's head against the wall, I don't know if they're coming back from that. Yeah, <laughs> like just enough to make they them unconscious. Just enough to make them unconscious. I mean, it's like, yo, he's driving through people and stuff like that. Like, ah, there's definitely some casualties, which he like, he didn't mean to kill on purpose, but I'm pretty sure that there's some people that are dead. Um, And ultimately, like inside of T2, Sarah Connor becomes a Terminator. It's like to, she's trying to, she becomes the very thing that she is like working so hard to stop that she's losing her own humanity because she is so convicted by the mission. Right. Yeah. Like she has like literally she, like she even says in the first movie that like, yo, I feel such this connection to your father. And I only knew this man for hours. And all it took was that dude one story. said, yo, she's like, you never like had a girl. Like, nah, only thing I ever had in the future was a picture of you. And I've always loved you. That's real. Powerful. I mean, well, so I much mean, so. It, it worked. I thought, <laughs> I mean, okay, that's why we needed the psycho, But okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, but that's a great point. I think, I I think, I think, like, that's another reason why she has such a hard time connecting with her son is because she basically has become a cyborg herself, you know, uh, emotionless, lifeless. Like, she's just there for the mission, not, she's not there to enjoy life. She's there to, like, complete this thing. It's kind of wild that in T2, John was like, yeah, so listen, T800, my mom was pretty much ran through for years. She just had guys in and out of her lives that she only hooked up with just to equip me <laughs> with being the super soldier. <laughs> Yo, that's whack, bro. <laughs> that is that's pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> what? Wait, what? I, I actually really like that aspect of her. I feel like that feels female. That absolutely. A mother would definitely do that. <laughs> yeah. And she would. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. Yo, that's stone cold. That seems so transactional. Men out there listening to this podcast, be on the lookout. If some woman's playing up too nice to you, it could be because she's trying to equip her son to be able to raise an army to save the world. <laughs> to save the world. <laughs> There's been an overarching theme that we've celebrated with these James Cameron films from Aliens, The Abyss. Now we've got the T1 and T2 on how the way Jimmy treats women in his films. I'm so curious if you feel like that he's kept up with that same respect in presenting women differently, especially in 80s and 90s films, compared to his contemporaries at the time. Do you see that in T1 and T2 this go-round, Dre? Yeah, I think definitely. Um, I, I mean, no character has really matched the depth and some of the things that I want to see a female do as much as in The Abyss. Um. But I feel like he writes lesbians with heterosexual partners. <laughs> but he just oh. said, I, I just like all the time, like even in Avatar, what's her name? The pilot. 
Oh, the one that I just remembered is still in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez. No, he, he writes. But she's not with a partner in that one. But. No, she's not. <laughs> um, he, he has a type um, that he writes. And Yo, this I is g- his type that he writes. And I, I love it. Um, and, and the thing about it is they still have a balance of femininity and masculineness and they're really worked out and they're really well-rounded and it's really impressive, honestly, um, a man writing women like this. You said um, well-rounded. Interesting. Yeah, because women, most times when women are, uh, written by men, they're very one-dimensional. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, listen, like, listen, listen. Okay, hold on, recently, hold on. I'm sorry. Talk about like, recently on The Gray Man. <laughs> that's true. Like those are that's a very like those are very flat women. But I got to be honest with you. While I enjoyed T one a bit more than T two for story, I do believe that there's more dimensions to Sarah Connor in T two than is in T one. Like in T one, yeah, there's nothing to her. She's just damsel entire movie, start to finish. Well, I think she feels like a real young person. You know, I mean, yes, she's nineteen. That that is absolutely correct. But yeah, I mean, she feels young. She feels like she's never been in a situation like this. She, like that all felt that all felt real. Um, I would say she did and, a great job performance wise. Because what would you do if you heard on the radio or on the news? Even though, like, it's so crazy how the radio and the news is not a part of our daily lives at all. Like how it used to be, right? Imagine Raúl, you heard on the news that like, yo. There's somebody that's going in in alphabetical order, killing all the Raul Nevados in the phone book. One, I'm pissed I'm listed in the phone book. What the? Yeah. Right? Two, what do you do? Because you're listed in the phone book. They got your name. They got your phone number. You got this dumb broad at work making a joke. <laughs> you're dead. Can you don't shut up. Can you shut up? What's wrong? How is this a joke? You die. I was thinking the same. Like, why with their technology? And they come to the past and they said like, yeah, majority of the files were burned. And they mentioned this in T2 just to cover their goof yeah. in T1. Because oh, yeah. they came from it's the really future. smart that they tried to, to, fix, to fix that yeah. up. And they came from the future and like looking for a phone book? Seriously? You had the technology <laughs> to create a, a, a self-healing uh, thing from the future. And you, you, can, you don't have like technology <laughs> to find where she lives. And they said, like, oh, I'm glad that I did not update my uh, my uh, contact details in the phone book in 1984, you know? <laughs> they would not be after me. That was like a, a goofball. I mean, I, all this to say, I think so far in the films that he's made, I, out of the female characters, I mean, and I don't think you can beat Natiri. <laughs> like, Natiri is amazing. Um, and then I would say the lead in the abyss, and then I would say Rose. And Rose, yeah, yeah. Rose and then really I would say Sarah O'Connor, at least from the movies that I've seen so far, which are just two. Um, I think Sarah O'Connor, she's raised up like a similar to Ripley, right, from Alien and Aliens, as like this, the pinnacle of what it is to be a female heroine um, on the big yeah. screen. And I think because but, they oh, see that man. transformation. Wait, I think I changed my mind because I just remembered that one scene in the abyss, and I I just don't think how how can you top that scene where she says like Don't worry, let me drown. Like how how do you top that? You can't top that. Like that's I can't. Like it makes yeah. me emotional just thinking about it. You're right. Sure. Yeah. 
I mean, it was I mean, it's, it's, it's protecting him, though, even when his body's limp and she's willing to lose her family and sacrifice her life. So I know what about, yeah, that, something about the fear of drowning that sure. made that so powerful. We might see that in way of water. I know. I, I listen, <laughs> listen, I've yeah. thought about it. <laughs> So, what about the character of Alita? He 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 wrote Alita, like he wrote the film. He didn't direct it, but he wrote the screenplay for it's Alita. Been, it's been, you mean Anita? No, Alita, Alita Battle Angel. Battle Can't Angel. wait for it's that second. Way too long. Ellen, her name? Way too long. Yeah. I I don't know. I remember thinking yeah, that film was really Rosa cool, Salazar. but the, it like lacked a lot from what I remember. Yeah. Yes, it definitely did. <laughs> Question: uh, Would you kill? A scientist to save the world from the impending nuclear fallout? I'd yeah. shoot the shit no, out of him and his him. family. I gotta tell you, no, so I, S- I would crush that him. woman. Like, I would just like that, I, the I, wife. The, the, yo, I had the biggest crush on her when I was a kid. I was talking about like, oh my gosh, her. Listen, Kate, Kobe, I gotta tell you something. She, she's a married yo, woman, okay? Not no uh, more. She's a married woman. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I. I mean, I think they made the right choice because, like, you kill him, but if you don't get rid of technology, somebody else is going to replace it him. Is and it. it is short-sighted. It is a bit short-sighted. Yeah. But I'm just yeah. saying if that was the only option. <laughs> you should. Yes. I got it. Yeah. Uh, so, listen, let's get into our report cards for T1 and T2 individually. Shama, I'll start with you. Also, let me know where does this rank so far of the movies we have seen. So, Aliens, The Abyss. And T1 and T2, where does this these individually rate in that bunch? My report cards for T1, like T1, the, the Terminator, is a, for that time, all the, the circumstances and everything, is a 7.5. 7. Uh, T2 Judgment Day, with the circumstances in 1991, like, I'm not comparing it to this time. Uh, it's at an eight. Uh, ranking for uh, James Cameron's movie that we have seen, uh, The Abyss number one, um, Aliens number two, T two number three, The Terminator number four. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm gonna do this. So, so yeah. So, uh, The Terminator, I'm giving an eight point five out of ten. T2, I'm giving an 8 out of 10. Um, I think they're both very good. I enjoy the simplicity to the original and it being more of a horror film. Like the fact that like, just even with the sound design, giving the T-800 that kind of like this horror heartbeat every time he comes on screen is like... Like it was really like, I was like locked in. And then I noticed that when I was watching T2, the pacing just kind of had me like in and out, but I know that like James Cameron is going with a very different story, a story more about humanity and moving away from the monster moviness of it. Right. Um, and comparatively between the four films, even though I had the film rated like higher, I think T2 is a, is his coolest movie because the technology and the advancement of film technology allows him to tell the story that he's just like, brimming to want to be able to tell right and also i think of all of them right the give me robert patrick the t1000 as the best villain that he's able to work with 
the performance that that man brings onto the screen, he's a freaking menace. Like I remember watching a behind the scenes of just like when they casted this man because they didn't they had no idea what he was gonna bring to the character, and they said, "Yo, you know that thing that you do when you're running? Keep doing that." Like the dude, like he does, it's like he's got like this weird shark like kind of just movement to him. He feels like other world. He feels like he's a robot from another time, right? Like it's it's, feels- it's crazy. He also feels like a short white dude from the 50s, which is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. So um, I'm going to have. Shoot. All right. Yeah. So number four, I'm going to go ahead and put aliens. I'm going to put abyss. Give me T2. And at the top, T1. Wow. All right. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? But then again, right. because because I haven't seen Alien, I can't like I can't lift up aliens. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think uh, that's it. For me, I think they're both sevens. I think th- that one is more technically advanced and is just a better film in that sense. And then I just enjoyed the first one, the story better in the first one. Um, so I think because of that, they're different, they're different strengths. Bring them both out of seven for me. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then you have not seen Aliens. Yeah, which I feel like I should. But what order do you put the three that you have seen? Oh, the Abyss is at the top. Like, at the top. And the Terminators are at the bottom. <laughs> It's just, there's the no... T1 and then T2. They're not even close. <laughs> so, yeah, I am trying to judge it based on my eye for now. A little bit more towards now. Um, I feel like at its time, T1 is probably 7.5. Today, I'm going to say it's a 7. And T2... I'm going to say, I'm going to say T2 is an 8. And as far as my order is concerned, for me, it is the abyss at the top, followed by T2, then aliens, and then at the bottom is the Terminator, the OG. Uh, That's it. That was our conversation on the Terminators today. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We would greatly appreciate it if you got 10 seconds, if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts on Spotify. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. Um, also, check out the site, emberreportpod.com, for written reviews, goodies on there. Um, not my goodies. Not not Dre's goodies. Uh, team, where can the folks find you? You can find me at Photo. That's E-Z-E-R on Instagram. You can find me at Mohammed Chama on Twitter and Instagram. Hasta la vista, baby. I'll be back. Yo, you can follow your boy at Colby Told Me. That's K O L B Y T O L D Me. And you can find me at The Roll Nevado. You can find us at M Report Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I'm surprised I got through this episode as well as I did because. I I went to the dentist today, and they grinded down my teeth, and part of my mouth is numb. So 
I'm impressed with myself. Good job. Hey, be a part of the show. Thank you. And if you have a report, let us know. This is yours. Minorities Report. Peace.